I'm putting my phone on Do Not Disturb. It's on Do Not Disturb. I'm putting my phone on Disturb. <laughs> You're putting your phone on New Joker Disturb. Ugh. Ugh. What a gross. That's literally that the was. fucking tattoo on his forehead. It's yeah, I'm disturbed. putting my phone on Disturbed yeah. Tattoo. Yeah. <laughs> oh. It's a mode that phones I'm, have. I'm putting, my, I'm putting my phone on Do Not Disturb Me with any more tweets about the Joker. Oh. <laughs> Why so serious, Chris? That's the old Joker that was good. Yeah. Nick, are you not showing up or are you just not saying anything? I'm just not saying anything. Oh, there you go. Okay. <laughs> there it is. Classic Nick Brecken. It's April 29th, 2015. This is Idle Thumbs 208. I'm Chris Remo. I'm Nick Brecken. I'm Danielle Briando. And I'm Jake Rodkin. Hooray! Welcome back, hey. Nick. Thanks. Welcome, Nick. It's been like a while. A couple weeks. How how that for sentence? It's been like a while. Yeah. <laughs> how long has it been? Three months? What you up to? Still doing the thing? Sorry, whenever I... I've always got, I've, I've got to do question answers itself, yeah. uh, catch up exposition right. with you. Yeah, and then, and then the final Still question. married? How long has it been? Three years? Did you play any games? <laughs> I can't answer that one for you in the form of a question to hide oh, my exposition. Oh, I, did. I didn't. Oh, man. Oh. So no, you're, you're just doing like cut in a movie or new character introduced... Excellent yeah, it's like question. shitty yeah, TV yeah. pilot where right. two two mm-hmm. cops who've been old friends are like, "How long you been on the force? Still uh, twenty years going, right? <laughs> How's <laughs> your wife Janelle years. or whatever? Like, <laughs> How's your wife Janelle? <laughs> Nick Brecken? Yeah, you know, or just you got you got to just ask everyone a question that you then immediately answer so that it's not a character to say. Right. I've been on the force with you twenty years. Yep. How's that boss still a hard ass? Oh, yeah. I guess their boss is a hard ass. Remember that time when we were rookies? And that thing happened? Yeah. <laughs> well, then that's just the person who's the killer. <laughs> Usually. Still yes. plagued by that case? <laughs> Still keeping awake at night. I, speaking of bad police procedurally okay, stuff. Not go. bad police. That is a totally different topic. I just watched Daredevil. The Netflix series, okay. Marvel series. <laughs> Man, I thought you were jumping into a game. I did. Too. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> I could. Yeah, I speaking of that, I've been getting back into Police Quest. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Have you guys Swat played this two. Police Quest? My goodness, what the, a game! Those games were impossible. They were. A I never played impossible. Police Quest. I only played one of them, and you had to like, <laughs> you had to like use proper uh, like protocol if you drew your weapon and stuff, it's and true. if you didn't, you would lose. It was hard. I wish they would make. I mean, it was games it's a like cool idea, but yeah. I think like that game genre might be the wrong format for it. True. I wish the that was that true in Battlefield Hardline, the game about cops. Man, what a weird jerks. thing that is to exist oh, now. Oh, God, yes. What a strange moment. Yeah, I haven't that. played it, so I can't really talk about it. I mean, I, I haven't either. But, yeah. yeah. What Was there actually a game that you were thinking about? I mean, yeah, there's several. I've played like several Oh, I mean, games. when you mentioned Daredevil. 
But I was mentioning Daredevil just oh. out of like kind of shitty schlocky writing. I, oh, you're right. I think that the <laughs> like, last thing that I watched that had a bunch of trash exposition was the first was 20 minutes Daredevil. of the Daredevil pilot yeah. where he catches up with his friend and they're like, just saying, yeah. I'm not, I'm not, I haven't always been your friend, but I've been this. Like, okay, <laughs> you're just years. saying yep. your relationship. There's a lot of that mm-hmm. in that show, which I, I kind of like despite the bad writing. Uh, the show, not the exposition. The show, not okay. the exposition. Yes, exactly. It kind of does some interesting things in terms of like, hey, he is a blind superhero. Isn't that already Daredevil inherently? Yeah, yeah. It's true. I mean, the series... I, they made him a clown this time. They made him a blind <laughs> they clown. They gave him a disturbed tattoo on his forehead. <laughs> exactly. Hey, they dyed his hair. Now he's the only green-haired superhero you'll ever see. Until he encounters the cast of Doug. <laughs> there you go. Wow. I, I would watch that. What? Everyone what? in that show has the weirdest what? hair and what? skin color. Are you making reference to the fact that he also had a fictional superhero, like, alter ego? Oh, like, oh my God. God. Yeah, right. It was Until a quail man. Right? Quail man. Was that we? Oh, my God. <laughs> no. Daredevil meets quail man. That's also an upcoming Netflix original series. I, yeah, I yeah they're watch. making Inspector Gadget, so they just have to finish yeah, picking a up terrible the rest Gadget. of the pieces of my childhood. I would watch the crap out of it. Now is someone's chance to do an amazing licensed Inspector Gadget game. <laughs> True. <laughs> I, what I was going to say about Daredevil was that I actually think it could make a really cool game. Mm. In, a, in an interesting a, way. I don't know. I don't I know a of bad any game one. right now. Probably. There's a bad one for like the PS2. Not that I've played it. Um, <laughs> I think there was a movie tie-in game. Oh, for Daredevil. the Ben Affleck Daredevil? Sure. Probably. I just think it would be cool to have a game that was half, you know, uh, Ace Attorney style sort of courtroom drama sort of thing. And half Daredevil, like sound only game, Daredevil fighting, you know, bad guys. I, I just think that would be cool. That's all I could think about the whole time I was watching the series that I kind of liked, even though I thought the writing was terrible. Oh, I guess the game was canceled. This game was oh, can- okay. the Daredevil game was canceled before it came out. Daredevil is they called in- the plug. They knew <laughs> he's yeah. in one of the Lego <laughs> games. Unsurprisingly, okay. everyone's oh, in a course. Lego game. Yeah. Yeah. I am. Yeah. Chris, you're in a Lego game. That's not true. But Chris, you are in like 50 other games. Oh, true. That's, sure that's, we all are at this point yeah. as a result of Wizard Jam. So we okay. We've. I, I plugged Wizard Jam the last two weeks, but now I don't have to plug it because Wizard Jam is done, and there are, like, over 30 games. I almost said there are over 34 games, which is, like, a press release for... Uh, <laughs> that's, uh, there are 35 that's the pirated uh, Wizard yeah. Jam, uh, like, NES. Oh, no! Unit in the mall that here's you Here's the thing about that. Over 34 games. There is, there, here's the thing about that, Nick. There is a Wizard Jam game that is supposed to be a pirate cart of six uh, other Wizard Jams. It has, yes. over, oh it has over five it games. It has over five oh. games. It has, see that one. That's it has, amazing. It has six games. Oh, that's really good. Uh, it, yeah. It might Should. be the... Possibly one of the most exciting of all the games as well, because each one of those games Man, I, I played thing, it a little bit is is like a really kind of self-contained little yeah introduction both joke and awesome little tiny game. Yeah, really in itself. well made. It's called really Introduction well to Video Games. But if you go to was that also an episode title? Introduction to Video Games. Adelbaum's 101 was Introduction to Video uh, Games. Uh, <laughs> um, I didn't remember that. We're all laughing at so our own joke. If you, <laughs> if you go to itch.io slash jam slash wizard dash jam. <laughs> okay. It's an annoying URL. Um, uh, there's a bunch of stuff. But I mean, I was following a few games that I was really excited about over the course of the jam. But now just going to that itch.io slash jam slash wizard dash jam page and seeing all of the submitted games just like in a huge grid yeah it's 
fucking formidable. It's an it's awesome thing to just scroll yeah. through and go, oh man, people just like there's a there's a bunch of good oh, yeah. weird weird stuff. Mm-hmm. Great stuff. Yeah, people did a really good job. I I uh, just to shout out uh, the person's name Ate, I think, or Ate made that A-T-T-E. introduction A-T-T-E. to video games. A T T E. However, that's pronounced. And also Andy. thanks to thanks to dinosaurs from our forums oh, yeah. for putting it on. Mm-hmm. Uh, dinosaurs yeah. also made Robot News, which is uh, it looks kind of like an like isometric paperboy situation where a big dog delivers papers to people. <laughs> so good. <laughs> um, anyway, you should go look at those. If we're smart, we'll actually put together a stream of them, but we yeah. can't commit to that yet. Anyway, uh, also if you want to see a bunch of weird renditions of us. We appear, like, we feature in, like, four or five of these games. It's mm-hmm. really kind of amazing. Nobody's ever made a sprite of me before, so seeing sprite the most, running The most notable sprite is Chris incredible. Ramo's appearance in The Legend of Big Bird's Bones, <laughs> I think. <laughs> the, we all appear in it, yeah, but you're you, my favorite. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah. Oh, so good. Thank you, everybody who, who worked on anything or participated or helped other people. I think mm-hmm. it's really, really cool and just a testament how good the community is. Yep, yep. for sure. It is really impressive. How and how much better they are than us at making games. Because Chris and I tried <laughs> for a minute to make On Blade and yeah. ran out of time. So. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> I'll save it for Wizard Jam 2016. There you go. Don't yeah. tell anyone that I'm going to just use the couple days worth of last year's jam next year. <laughs> Don't tell anyone on the podcast. Yeah. Good. So so, what's up? Uh, did you guys see? Uh, this isn't. I don't think there's enough meat on the bone here to go into too much. Did but- you see Obama at the correspondence dinner? <laughs> <laughs> no. But speaking of politicians, did you see that uh, Yanis Varoufakis, the former Valve economist who uh, became Greek's finance minister several months ago, has now been fired? Oh Wait, no! Really? Yeah. Oh god. Yeah, I think he was too extreme and brash. For Europe. I think the people of Greece felt <laughs> fucking slighted about Skyrim mods yeah. being monetized. That's so it's what like, it was. You might have had a hand in this. You're That's out. That's what it was. You're out. This is not the spirit of mods. This, this is, is not, not what the, the gamers demand. This should be free. This is just going to be exploiting people to make DLC on the cheap. <laughs> You're out of Greece. Olympus. <laughs> Downvoted. Downvoted. <laughs> Downvoted. <laughs> That's probably exactly what happened, I think. <laughs> oh, my so, lord. So, Jake, you have feelings about this. I don't about really this. actually. Yes, do. I mean, I have feelings, but they're the most mixed feelings in the entire world. I mean, I really like the nation of Greece and was really hoping to see what that guy would do. <laughs> Are you talking about the mods yes, thing? Yes. <laughs> I actually thought you weren't for a second. <laughs> Wait, what? Jake, <laughs> you have strong feelings about the Greek debt crisis and Yanis Varoufakis's financial uh, brash financial platform he's greece is replacing it with the guy who did the eye reflections in half-life 2 they're just like churning through notable (laughs) valve luminaries they're still mad about that i mean this guy is conceivably one of the people who could have i mean this guy surely had an influence on valve's overall approach to monetizing yeah yeah yeah, no i'm sorry i'm fixated on new greek greek money (laughs) like having really nice specular highlights in real time in the eyes and also their money flops around like that physics physics demo of the mattress and the pachinko machine from when half-life was announced wow they're just what eventually gabe newell will be will be in charge of greece and then he will and then he'll just play dota and answer uh reddit amas about the situation of greece (laughs) gabe newell has a weird Gabe Newell is a strange presence in video games. Yeah. Where simultaneously Valve is this, like, much of the time, 
they're just a total black box that just black box <laughs> that does things that have huge ripples on the video game industry, especially the PC games industry <clears throat> that from valve standpoint, valve just like implements a thing on steam. And like, suddenly it has like, that's massively important for developers to pay attention to and like take into account when making games. And you know, it matters how publishers sell their games. Um, and then also Gabe Newell is also a guy who will just like go on Reddit and be like, we've been thinking about this. He always says, like, we've thinking a lot about this. Yeah. It's always what he says. Um, and then today he's just like, anyway, we just canceled this thing now because people complained about it. They, did they cancel the mo- the mod yeah. monetizing thing? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I didn't know that. Crazy. Yeah, last, I missed last few hours. Oh wait, really? Yeah, I missed that part of it. I didn't no. know that at all. People it just were, yeah. it just happened. Yeah, people yeah. were yeah. making yeah. such a stink. Wow. A yep. stink was made. Yeah. Huh? Because I yeah I didn't know if I thought it was good or bad. But it was mostly down to the specifics, because I'm totally in favor of people who make a mod being able to monetize their work if they choose. Mm-hmm. I didn't like that it felt like there was going to be institutional gatekeeping on a mod marketplace that was predisposed towards pay stuff. And I didn't like the way that the payments broke down. But to me, being able to monetize work that you build on top of someone else's game feels like a thing that should be allowed to happen if a developer wants it and Valve putting the infrastructure in was good. But I guess, I mean, the details so, of it were all really annoying. Yeah. yeah. And so just also to um, soften the the claim being made a little bit, because I'm not really sure of the full situation. Um, as I understand it. Also, it could be back by the time this episode comes out yeah, on Wednesday. That's true. Yeah, it's, yeah, based on how quickly it went away. Um, I, as far as I'm aware, and anyone who knows differently, just tell me because I don't know. As far as I'm aware, Skyrim was the only game that featured this capability. They were sort of the rollout game. Right, Mm. right. And so when they announced tonight, or this afternoon, that they were revoking this this functionality, they said we're removing it from the Skyrim workshop. It was really, it was totally... Oh, the infrastructure probably still is just waiting for someone else. Exactly. It's totally unclear whether that means, like, we're backing off this entirely, or I think more likely... For Skyrim, which already has a large, established, mature <clears throat> mod community and a way of doing things, we're backing off in the I, case of this game, this but is, we are yeah. not. This is now super interesting because Joel Burgess, who works at Bethesda, gave a talk at GDC in the level design in a day, like, day-long boot camp lecture, mini lecture series that uh, I participated in, talked about Firewatch's level design. But mm-hmm. his talk was about Bethesda's involvement in the mod community and how that bleeds in and out of the DLC community and stuff. But he was talking about how Bethesda games have been moddable forever or not for forever, but for a long ass time now. And that's a huge reason why their games stay at the top of the charts. Mm-hmm. But then he also sort of took a side jag to talk about how, um, about their history with like on disc DLC, mm-hmm. their history with like with DLC at all, because the horse whipping, armor, the whipping so, bar yeah, for DLC was horse armor. Yep. But yes. no one bats a goddamn eye at horse armor at this point. But he talked about how horse armor yep. was the thing they, they, because of the way that Bethesda games are built, they effectively their data structure allows is effectively built like mods anyway, where they're sort of stuff glommed yep. into a major like a main like There's blob a of data. File and then plugins. That yeah, and you can so you can sort of yeah sideload plugins, so a mod can work the same way as someone who's going to check <clears throat> their data into the master file on the team anyway, more yeah, or it, less. Like an right? expansion for Skyrim is essentially just a mod, right? Yeah. So he talked about how the horse armor was intended as a low impact way to sort of test using that tool chain with the Xbox 360 DLC store, 
way more than it was a malevolent thing, except I guess they charged too much money because they had no idea what you were supposed to <laughs> charge for. And because Bethesda likes money, I'm sure. But <laughs> what? <laughs> but just it's this this case, like the specifics mm. of it suck and are going to make it a whipping boy forever. But at the same time, I'm sure that in four or five years, it's going to be very clear that Bethesda was way ahead of the curve on even trying to do this. Yeah, I assume the same. Yeah. Like, I, you know. This feels like it's just horse armor again. Yep. I, I, suspect <laughs> that is, I suspect that is the case. And, you know, like, I don't know. It's a shame because I actually, I don't know. I, I kind of generally agree that people should be able to charge for mods. I think that when you look at some of the most popular mods, people are putting in hundreds and hundreds of hours into these things. You know, the the argument that Bethesda made. So Bethesda came out and, and wrote a blog post about this and sort of laid out, you know, their thinking. And <clears throat> in, in defense of the model. Um, not so much in defense of it as, I mean, because they I'm just immediately see, well, but said, but that's, what's funny about it as, I mean, I don't know in defense of, but I mean, certainly like explaining the justification for it. Sure. And to their point, um, the idea that, um, so, so I don't know, like the, the most, the, as much of it, most of it was not so much a defense, but then there was the paragraph that essentially stated Look, in terms of the percentage, here's what we were thinking. We were thinking a guy makes a mod, makes millions of dollars on this mod. Our return is, you know, X percentage. But is it fair that the, the people who make this game are earning, you know, whatever, like an equal amount or le- like where, where does that fall? Like where the, the developer of the game is actually, you know, putting out like developer putting in all this time. The, which, yeah, the source game. The yeah. sort of, like, mm. you know, creating the editor, putting in time. Like this is stuff yeah. that Bethesda does essentially... I mean, there are obvious reasons to do it. It's it's a very complicated issue, like how you would actually put a percentage yeah. on that that would. So my take on it is, I feel like I don't know what percentage would have actually ever worked. I think what the mod community heard was you're charging for the mods that are normally free, and I don't like that. And this is going to well, die the, in the same way that the DLC issue. Yeah, you know, it, the it was just, this but, should already be on the disc. Yeah. Why are you charging more for it? Yeah. It, it feels like that same place is where the conversation came from but that i don't know if that's a fundamental problem with charging for mods i think that's the specifics of how this rolled out because it it felt very much like it was very fast free mods were not even included in the conversation i don't think yeah and there wasn't a lot of information in fact as somebody who like knows joel um and like should you know like just buy osmosis know what all this stuff is i actually don't really even know the specifics of how this you know and i know that i feel like that's a that's a very valve way to do things just flip the (laughs) switch and see what happens that's what i mean about and they take they take all this like PR stuff for you know like they just oh whatever you know the market will decide exactly. how it how yep. it yep. how it appraises this but, but in reality if they had taken a month to just very slowly say this is what we're gonna do and this is how it's gonna work yeah and, like, it's funny because that's yeah. like when an individual game team within <clears throat> Valve operate like starts putting their toes in the water I feel like that is kind of how it works like in TF yeah. or Dota or Left for Dead when they're trying something weird they go incredibly slow. Yes. Like a new map comes yep. out that has a game mode or like mm-hmm. now characters can have three items equipped to them or whatever. But if mainline Steam Incorporated, a division of Valve does something, it's just like in your face. This yes. is out. <laughs> throw it Boom. out. Throw it no. out. Yeah. Um, the, the, the biggest bummer about the entire thing to me was that the number that kept getting thrown around that was like the damning evidence uh, was modders get 25%. Valve gets 75%. I right. heard that said for like three days. Yep. And that... Made me very annoyed, yeah. but whatever. That's a case where, yeah, you mean made you annoyed because it's it's because false. it's patently false, yes, right? That's a case where there is very little reason for Valve to be coy be- about, like, there's no reason for them not to be very upfront about what that actually is, 
because it's modders. Like, it's going to get out. Like, the actual <clears throat> split right. is going to get out yeah, for it, sure. It's a bummer that this yeah, was not absolutely. released the way that, like, Steam Big Picture Mode was or, yeah. or a Dota event or something where there's, like, a video that shows, the like, the little animated pie chart that has wacky Steam yep. uh, hipster cartoon characters and stuff that's, like... Valve takes their 30% like they always do, and then the developer of the mod chooses the split between the developer and the modder, because that's, what I think, what the infrastructure actually is. So I think Bethesda said, okay, we have 70% to work with, you get 25%, we get 45%. I personally think that number is garbage, because I think one of the biggest reasons that companies are excited about fostering a mod scene at this point in the Steam economy is because mods sell copies of their game. So now yeah. I feel like that's yeah. a little bit of of an overreach on the double dip when they take a bigger share of the mod sale. Yeah. Because to especially, play the mod, you have to buy Skyrim. Mm-hmm. Especially right, in right. Bethesda's own um, post about this, they said that uh, even during this like weekend when when Skyrim was free, mods were only 1% of their Steam revenue. So like it's never going to be... Right. For a company, as an organization as large <laughs> as Bethesda... That revenue is never going to be massive. Right, like for the, a small the, the ultimate version of this model is Valve, who gives their item makers a percent for a game that is otherwise free to play. But I mean, alternative, or you look at like the huge well, example is DayZ. Yeah, yeah. I was going to ask where that kind of falls. If if DayZ existed this. now, there would never be DayZ standalone, and there would also maybe never be a new Arma game yeah. because there, people there probably still because, would be. But yeah, but okay, but it would be funded literally. Yeah. It would be double funded by DayZ because everyone who, <clears throat> but I, did, didn't DayZ already get charged for anyway as a mod did, when it became a standalone thing? I think it did. I don't know if it did before. I thought, I thought, oh, maybe it did, but it wasn't not probably not through Steam. I guess it depends what you mean by standalone because there's standalone mod and there's also standalone like actual newly developed thing. Sure. I mean, <sighs> if it's a game on Steam that you need another game to run, I'm pretty sure that they make you do weird things for that but i i don't really know maybe maybe i don't but know lot, about but, the under, but, under right, but of daisy because when but Daisy you can still modify a game that's not based on a steam execute right i mean right like, but i'm sorry when daisy itself went on steam i think it was was when it was a standalone game i i might be totally full of shit mm, i might need to i just can't remember go back but like it the thing i was going to say earlier is that mods end up getting monetized anyway by somebody whether it's the person who made them originally, I mean, well, I mean, pop, popular mod, like mods that really become big, end up getting monetized either because someone like weirdly acquires it in a way that's like ambiguous and difficult to define, or some established company just remakes it like Valve did with Dota. Or the company itself goes pro, which happens less often now, but like Natural Selection yeah. is one uh-huh. example of that. Mm-hmm. Uh, Splash damage. Yeah, and also sure. Daisy Standalone was, mm-hmm. I think someone. Same story. Yeah. P- picked them up a little bit but i, I think it was still mm-hmm. like dean hall and yeah. a team of people making it yeah it's weird it's a weird situation i don't know you know but philosophically you could look at this one way and say that um you know but Beth- like bethesda's posts also pointed out like look we looked at other models that are doing the same thing we looked at um uh, you know, uh, the sort of fan fiction thing that's going on, the Amazon, whatever they're calling it, where you can, yep. you know, write fan fiction charge for, mm-hmm. and they're, I think they're getting like 15 to 20%. Mm-hmm. So they said that, you know, we looked at things that are sort of along these lines, and to some extent, a lot of Skyrim mods, they are just reusing assets <laughs> in the sense that, like, all of these things exist. It's just a reconfiguration. Right. So I can see why they got there. The difference, though, is you don't <clears throat> need to buy a copy of the Vampire Diaries novel to read Vampire Diaries fan fiction. Right. I, I'm not, yeah. Yeah. So, I, but also, just on a base PR level, I just think you know, 
there were some I, I, obvious missteps and then but oh there definitely were and i you know so i don't know it's a I weird think, it's a weird thing mm-hmm. it's it's I, I think it's unfortunate how fast it went up and then also yeah. how fast it went yeah. down yeah. I, I just i feel like yeah i, I agree it's just a I really strange one of the things people would have needed thing. to see i really strongly suspect just based on the existence <clears> of <throat> any other uh, open or you know open or pseudo open marketplace on the internet people will always release stuff for free there's always going to be people who the like yes. thrill of just like more people playing who are not professional game developers and so therefore like are it's less important if they're making you know a significant wage off the thing mm-hmm. who on the curve of like how much money am i realistically going to actually make from this versus how exciting is it for just lots of people to play it? There's always going to be a lot of people who do really good work for free just because that's fun for them. Even if you look on the, like, even on places like the Unity Asset Store, which is explicitly sure, sure. intended for game development, that's not even, like, an entertainment, you know, right, so like, I made a car, There's check it out. There's yeah. stuff on there. So I mean, many people do It's that, slightly yeah. different than a lot of people do that to sort of market their more expensive content on the Asset Store. But there is definitely a, among people who make things, especially at the hobbyist level when it's not your job a lot of the reason to do it frequently i mean sometimes you do it to get experience to get a job but a lot of people when that's not their goal the goal is just like i just want people to play the thing or see it or yep. listen to it or read Check it or out whatever. my work in yeah. whatever way yeah and there will always be people who do that like yeah. just the ability for people to charge for their mods is like not even remotely close to a to a guarantee that anywhere close to all mods will be charged yep. for. I, the, yeah. the bummer about all that stuff is just that the conversation felt like, even though this was not what was said, it felt like it was like, we're mixing up the way we do mods here, is basically yes. how what the tone was, instead of we're adding a way to have yeah. mods work. Do you guys yeah. do you guys know about you mentioned the Kindle thing and then I mentioned Vampire Diaries, Diaries <laughs> specifically because the best that is the best example of crazy exploitation of this in the positive way because the, the vampire diaries is i guess a series of vampire drama books young adult books but the original author who created it got removed because it's published by alloy which is the like bulk ya publisher that just has a million <laughs> pen name writers write stuff mm-hmm. but when vampire diaries showed up in the kindle fanfic thing the original author just started writing vampire diaries books <laughs> <laughs> no yeah under their own yeah, name awesome oh man that's so, so good so now um well i guess you can't because because the skyrim thing is gone but what i want is just for an army of bored and i guess affluent enough for this to make business sense ex uh bethesda people to just make uh, to just go and find the big piece of height map out in the distance in Skyrim that is one of the continents from the old game and just populate it with quests and just charge <laughs> 60 bucks. I mean, you're basically, nice. you're describing something not far from the former SimCity developer who went and made right. I was thinking City the same Skylines thing. content yeah. for Patreon. Yeah. Or via Patreon. Yep. And yeah, I, I imagine that even the thought of that is something that freaks out people who don't want that to happen who are game-playing people. Like the idea of like those people being exploited by Bethesda instead of them bringing a new game or being given the reins to Skyrim. I'm sure there's some just insane... Sorry, I'm reckoning. I'm reckoning. <laughs> I'm twisting uh, an insane yeah. conspiracy out of nothing, probably. Right. But I don't yeah. know. There will always be people who are mad or feel slighted by yeah, every the, decision the, the, the ever made. The yells for sort of purity... <laughs> 
like besmirched by by mm-hmm. this was was high. Anyway, whatever. Mods, yeah. mods. We did that one to death, probably. Mods. What about mods, though? Oh, Danielle, did you you probably played a game? Played a lot of games. Wait, do you think you can mod a Skyrim mod, and then it would have another <laughs> rev share on top of that? Oh man, recursive mods all mods. the way down. Yes, <laughs> recursive modding. You buy this one thing for like. Eight dollars, but then you're charged two hundred and fifty dollars because it's a like buy it and all dependencies button on Steam. Mm. Then like goes it's just a mod. Oh, this hat Steam. for this character for this quest for this subworld of this additional mod of Skyrim, <laughs> uh, Skyrim expansion pack. Excellent. Mm-hmm. Uh, Sorry, mod Danielle. squad. I don't know. It's called Sorry. mod squad. I was trying to make a joke. It didn't really work. I played a lot of games it's a though. Modzy scheme. Modzy scheme. Oh my oh. god! Fuck you. <laughs> I like that one. You shouldn't have. I liked it. So what'd you play? All right. I played several games. Okay. Um, Let me tell you about, uh, I'll tell you about the smallest. Then maybe I'll tell you about a bigger one. And then maybe I'll just look at my list and tell you about a different one too. Maybe. We'll see. I played a game called the Charnel House Trilogy last week. This is the small game. Tiny Mm -hmm. little indie. um, This was actually written by Nina White. She goes by Ashton Rays on Twitter. I Mm. think she's a former game critic, actually. I've seen this person. Yes. um, And uh, I believe she was the writer and creative director, something like that. This is basically like a three-hour, pretty small little uh, indie adventure, point-and-click adventure style game. Uh, Mm. And it's a horror story. And it kind of mashes up, you know, like old creepy ghost story tropes with sort of you know, millennial Does characters. Does it take place and, in like a mausoleum or something? Well, it takes place. The first chapter, it's three little chapters. That's where they get the trilogy thing from. Uh, it starts off in just sort of a New York City apartment. This young woman, she just broke up with somebody and she has a creepy book. There's a weird thing. She has to go to a creepy island. It's very like classic ghost story. It's like an adventure stuff. game? What is what Yeah, is pure, pure point and click adventure okay, game. Okay, okay. Sorry if you said that. Right. No, it's okay. One of the weird and interesting things about it. So it, it's a fun little game. I mean, it plays exactly like any other adventure game. So it's always the sort of thing, tone and writing and quality of <clears throat> animation and so on and so forth. It looks like other Wadget Eye games. I don't know if you've played any of those, oh, yeah. like oh, Resonance. It, and is this a Wadget Eye game, or is it just in the style? Wadget Eye had... All right, someone from Wadget Eye had something to do with it. Okay. I don't think it's technically I a Wadget they, Eye game, I but... I think that they've done this before, Jake. Yeah. Do you know, like, haven't they sort of assisted other developers? Yeah, I think have. they have, yeah. yeah. But also, there's a lot of artists, at least artists who have done work with Dave and the and the Wadjet Eye guys who are right. not like full-time employees so it's very easy for this to also just be yeah, this a, compl- sure. a split off uh-huh. thing. Okay. Yeah, yeah, this absolutely looks like a right. Wadjet Eye game and I know uh-huh. they had some involvement. Uh, mm-hmm. I don't think they published it but they have some involvement. Okay. Um so it's kind of of that quality as well. Like it's it's well made, well written, it looks good, um, cool. all that good stuff. The the kind of fun little thing about this one is that they got a whole bunch of game journalists to actually do voice work like Kara Ellison oh, is weird. in there Soha so is in there. they like hell and they kind of did I had to put like three disclaimers when I did a little video about this like this person <laughs> is a friend you know that sort of thing uh, but it's actually kind of weird and cool like mm-hmm. who knew you know Kara Ellison's awesome and was a good voice for this like Jim Sterling is a character in it you know it's kind of random hmm. weird little thing about it but they I feel like it holds up well without That's cool. that That's funny. little, little trick thing. to it too yeah. so I played another tiny little game called Will. Wait, say the name of the game. Okay, that is the Charnel House Trilogy. Okay, uh, it's on Steam and everywhere. Uh, you can find. Can you find games mods for it? Maybe. What if you can play as the ghost? What if you could turn it into a quadrilogy? 
Oh my god, I bet you could. <laughs> what if you could do fan fiction for the Charnel House trilogy and charge that as a mod in the game? Yes. What? Vampire Charnel House Diaries. Trilogy. Trilogy. My additional Charnel House mod. <laughs> Charneling two, it up. Two Charnel Houses. <laughs> An attachment it's for better now. <laughs> Want to add a pool to your Charnel a House? A new a new add a my Charnel House. Uh, now you can have babies at the Charnel House. house. Yeah. You earn your living. I build wings for Charnel Houses. <laughs> my, the, uh, you have another mod, which is that guy. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> he just hangs out, and yeah. you click on him, and he has one dialogue option, which yeah. is... I just uh, build wings for a Charnel <laughs> And he's just an adventure game. Charnel NPC. Builder. Yep. Chills. And you can yell at him. I don't think he wants that. <laughs> I can't use this on the Charnel House, man. <laughs> oh, I like that guy. I played another tiny little adventure game this week, too. Huh. Do you want to hear about that one? I do want to hear about it. This one is called We'll Fight for Food Super Actual Sellout Game of the Hour. So this is like this is a genre I feel almost now yeah. given how many of these you talked about, which is like yeah. intentionally <laughs> overly awkwardly yes. named game. It sure is generic style title. Sure is. Yeah. Uh, it feels like it started with Barkley Shut Up and Jam Guidance. Guidance, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 It for sure. Kind of did. Uh, this one was. It's another little adventure game. Um, this one is less point and click and a little more character action and dialogue heavy. There's still like an inventory and things like that, but for the most part, it's. Uh, making decisions, uh, talking to people. The premise is that you are a, an ex-professional wrestler and you are kind of like a... It, it's sort of poking fun at like the Batman thing of like, oh, you now you're a vigilante justice kind of dude trying to make things better in your city, but really you're kind of this loser who, who kind of got abused by your former corporation, like a very WWE-style mm. uh, corporation. Uh, and it, is this also like a classical adventure game? Uh, more or less, although it's it's a little more. Looks like it's got punching in it and stuff. It does have punching in it and stuff. There's a there's a he's kind of a, a chair. Jake is like leaning kind of back a crappy, in his chair. Uh, like, he's like looks like punching. it's got punching in it and stuff. <laughs> there's kicking and punching really, in this one. That was really something. <laughs> it has like a very rudimentary little combat. Looks like system. you can kick the shit out of some assholes <laughs> in this game. Looks like wrestling. Do you get to wrestle? Some real jagoffs <laughs> that I could just punch in the face. <laughs> <laughs> angry old man. Stuff. Let's go to like well, more like angry old bro. Okay. A- angry old bro. Uh, this game, I liked the writing in this game. It mm-hmm. might not be for everybody, but it's kind of like. Was it is like it that? absurdist? Oh, at all? it's like very absurd. Way of the title? It's okay. completely absurd and over the top. That sort of thing. There's a cool little mechanic in it, which is uh, influencing people. So you actually kind of have to decide. There's like a little tree. No, it's not a tree. I mean, there's a little chart basically, and you have to decide between <laughs> your tone, <laughs> your body language, and your what you're actually saying, basically, mm. to influence people into you know sort of liking whatever decision you want them to make. I thought it was pretty cool. It's like a, a four dollar little adventure game. Okay. Like it's a very is this game voice acted? Uh, no. It's got it's talking. All, it's all uh, <laughs> it's not like it's talking not, and punching. Because when you said influence people, it almost sounded like you were saying it in your Rhode Island voice. And now all I can think of you is you got to like, influence the people. It's not a tree. Yeah, you <laughs> you it's not really a tree. I it's just imagine. I just imagine the guy like <laughs> knowing you got to do you that. You got to. Uh, <laughs> Influence people if you know. No, you know what I'm Danielle, saying. Danielle right? will stream it and she'll stream the audiobook version narrated by Daniel <laughs> Rando. That's true. I will do. Actually, I can make that happen. Yeah. Yeah, he's like a beefy Twitch dude, like TV slash idle thumbs, hitting his exactly hitting his fist, like 
You gotta make people do what you want them to do. You know what I'm saying? That's all you got, you know, influence in your life. You pick it off the chat. Jesus. <laughs> this is so many people I knew back in my... Man, I started playing I Broken it. Age Part 2. I forgot that, that I was doing oh, that. Sure. Oh, my you God. played a game. Wait, More so, Danielle, what games. is the name of the game you just talked okay, about? Okay, ready? Yes. Yeah. <clears throat> we'll fight for food. Super actual sellout. Game of the hour. All right. So, Jake, you played Broken Age Part 2. <laughs> yeah, I did. It's Broken Age Act 2. Act 2. Um, yeah, I only... I, well, I was going to say I've just started it, and then I realized that I've played almost an hour of it. Broken Age Act 2 is long as fuck, apparently. Yeah. Oh, like, interesting. It is, I mean, I've heard that it is at least coming up on double-digit hours of gameplay time. Um, I... Well, one, getting back into Broken Age reminded me how much I really, really, really loved playing the first act of Broken Age. Like, yeah. that was probably the most enjoyable sort of straight-up adventure game experience that I've had in years and years and years and years and years. Like, it has some weird stuff about it, but whatever. And going back to that and just going back to the insane amounts of animation and mm-hmm. the art and stuff yeah. was really nice. Broken Age Act 2 feels like a different game in a lot of ways, though, because it feels almost more like the game I was expecting Broken Age 1 to be. Like, it feels almost more retro in how it's constructed. Where mm. Broken Age 1, it was like, every screen that you walk onto, it's basically going to start with a huge close-up of a new character introduction, and it's going to have this really high close-up, high, like, cinematic feel, almost. And, like, the it, it felt a little bit more, like, telltale telltale almost, in that mm. regard, I think, where just, like, you can't quite tell when you're inside of a cinematic and when you're not, except when you're solving some of the more sort of, it has, you know, Broken Age has a couple blobs of really, of really heavy puzzling, but Broken Age Act 2, I started with Vela. I didn't start with Shay. Uh, mm. In just like Broken Age 1, the game starts with a split screen and you pick whether or not you're going to play uh, the boy or the girl's story and you can yep. jump between. So I played about an hour of Vela and... It was just immediately like, you're in an old-ass adventure game now. I'm sorry. (laughs) Whatever you thought you were doing before, it's now real. Where, like, the camera is just pulled way back, and you're just in these huge scrolling sets. There's not as many close-ups, which I miss, but at the same time, it's partly because the puzzle structure is just, like... Vela's opening is basically just, like, the Melonweed segment from Full Throttle, including... including (laughs) a weird twist on having to climb up a chain and do something weird with it. But it's like, um, I don't know. Um, there's a, there's a lot of things about the first act of broken age that I am really already missing just cause every, every new screen in that game was just a, being bombarded by the weirdest stuff that it seems like Tim Schaefer and the double fine team could come up with. Whereas this is now like, it seems like it's just about simmering inside of that and solving puzzles for hours. So that's probably what a lot of people who back the Kickstarter want. It's not entirely what I want, but mm-hmm. it's still like it's heavy grade Tim Schafer dialogue and adventure game puzzles and that same beautiful art. So I'm obviously in in it, and also <laughs> uh, my girlfriend really likes watching it and telling me what to do sometimes. So we're playing through it together. But, That's um, such cool. a good way to play adventure but games. Sometimes it really is. It's yeah. a little daunting that there's like eight more hours, and I don't <laughs> feel like I've made that much progress into the story even in the hour that I put in. But Whatever. Broken Age Part 2. Cool. Yeah. Yay. You guys want to take a break? Yeah. yeah. Sure. And then I will talk about the playing the PC version of GTA 5 for like not, Excellent. not very long. Oh, well, I, I do want to hear a bit minutes more. Myself, yeah. actually, oh, okay. Oh, this will be a minutes. really hilariously maybe, on par discussion. Yeah. discussion. All right. I've been, let's do I've it. been let's streaming it with Patricia. So. GTA 5? Yeah. Sweet. 
We'll be right back after we tell you about Mother's Day. <laughs> Video game. Speaking of moms. This episode was brought to you by Pro Flowers, which I assume is professional flowers. Not just like pro Full time. Yeah, no, no flower, amateur flower makers yeah, monetizing right. their wares. Pro flowers yeah. only. None of these mods. <laughs> these, are, these are the most professional of flowers. I can confirm this because we have... A vase of pro flowers. Pro here flowers in the has office. been a sponsor a few That's times right. over mm-hmm. the last over some sort of romantic or family member themed holiday times. Yes. Pro flowers will let us know that they care about us at Idle Thumbs by sending us a beautiful bouquet of flowers. So nice of them. Um, and you can Thank do the you. same to your to your mom to your or mom. any of the mothers to your mom in your or life. a mom in your yes in your life or family or whatever. Mm-hmm. Give give a treat to a mom you know. <laughs> if you go to proflowers.com, you can click that microphone, type in thumbs and you will see the special offers uh that are available uh for example um you can get 100 blooms with a free glass vase for just 19.99 holy with crap. that code thumbs i know is that outrageous or that's what? like a bloom percent wow we're just gonna <laughs> stock up yeah i know stockpile them almost i mean they're they're flowers and they're alive so i don't know if stockpiling will work that well but yeah, if you know a I lot mean, of moms this is the, the time. <laughs> See how long you, could, you could spend $200 and make someone's life insane. <laughs> <laughs> they could that's live true. in a house of flowers. Yes. No, it's true. You could get them a thousand blooms. You know what you could do, Nick? You could. This is actually a thing that I did probably for my mom when I was a kid. I certainly remember doing this. I got her 10,000 blooms. Pressing flowers. Did you guys ever do that? Yeah, you I, like, did that. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I did that. Yeah. So if you, if you really just like can't get enough of this deal yeah. and you need, you're just like, I got to do something with these hundreds of blooms that are so affordable. You just press them. You can press them and they'll last longer. One in that's every right. page of a book. I mean, that's not like the recommended use case like for pro flowers because right. they're beautiful and they're alive. Right. Yeah, keep but them alive then, first. Then like 30 yeah. years later, yeah. I can have a moment with a significant other after exactly. we've had many, you know, mm-hmm. shared experiences. And so drinks. So take all of this seriously. Uh, go to proflowers.com, click that microphone, offer code THUMBS, see what you got. It's great for a mom or for anyone who loves flowers. Video what else does a mom love? I mean, some moms may very well love the treats provided by Sherry's Berries, yeah. also sponsoring today's podcast. We love Sherry's Berries. We have been sponsored by Sherry's Berries before, and all of us today, before recording this podcast, ate a big-ass chocolate-covered strawberry, each uh, encrusted with nuts or... Chocolate chips, white chocolate. Mm-hmm. All, kind of, all kinds of things. Yeah. Yes, Sherry's Berries are... Big, uh, delicious, high-quality strawberries dipped in chocolate. They are the best. Uh, you they ship to you in a like refrigerated package yep. so that it doesn't melt. It comes like fresh and like chilled, mm-hmm. just as you should be when uh, visiting your mom on Mother's Day. <laughs> <laughs> chilled out. Yep. If you go to berries.com, click that microphone, put in the offer code THUMBS, you can see the special offers available that includes these big, giant dip strawberries for just $19.99. That's 40% off what they would normally be with the offer code THUMBS. It's berries.com, B-E-R-R-I-E-S.com. So think about that one-two deal for your mom or a mom in your life. Just think about how The pro happy... flowers and the sherries. Yeah, berries? think about no. that wombo combo, mambo. <laughs> mambo combo! Mambo combo. Think about that mambo combo that you could just execute 
right now mm-hmm. and how how lazy you could be, but how successful a child <laughs> or loved one. It's Think true. about it. It's true. It's true. It's all true. That is berries.com, B-E-R-R-I-E-S.com. Click that microphone. It is offer code THUMBS. You love it. They're delicious. Video game. Are we now back? you want to talk about another thing moms love? Grand Theft Auto. <laughs> yeah. God. Okay. Speaking of that, speaking of seeing this from the perspective of a mom, I feel like I saw this game from a mom's perspective when playing it. Um, okay. Well, actually, you, you know, know what? what? Hmm. Mm. It's that new mom what perspective is this? mode. This is sick. Well, That's just not appropriate. Okay. First of all, sick. before I talk about my experience with this game. How did this game start, Nick? Could you just like factually tell me how this game this starts? This is like the, the weird flashback right. with the robbery in the meat locker or whatever. Does it start with the robbery? It starts with the robbery. Like cold it's, open. It starts robbery? with heat. Uh, yeah, it's a total and, it's a total cold open. Yeah, it's a cold open. Isn't it? Or is there a bit first where is you're a guy like an, walking is there around? Like a no, no, sequence no, no, or anything no. before that? No, you're okay, you're right I, there with a gun. Okay, that's Robinson what I thought. Guys. That's what I thought. Okay. Punch, that's it's cinematic. Punching, it's, talking. It's cinematic. No, it was fine. It's like I mean, a movie. I'm, no, 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 I'm totally fine with that. I'm not like I'm not mocking it. I just thought maybe I missed a cutscene or something. It felt like I did yeah. when I played it. Yeah. Yeah. It's fine. It's just those guys because the credits weren't in first person. Uh, no, I don't. <laughs> so okay, so in that case, I didn't miss anything, so I can just talk about my experience with it. As soon as I had control in the game, which was immediately, uh, I went right into first person mode, and I never left it. Because are the cutscenes wa- in first person mode? There's no way. No, 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 no. Okay, they're, they're still they're not. Those are not. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I just wanted to. I just wanted to experience. I didn't. I haven't played any GTA Five. I played like a mission from the middle of GTA Five when it came out at an event or something. But I mean, that's it. That's all I've played. But it's. But it's a GTA game. It's not surprising in how it plays for the most part. There's the character switching stuff, which is which is cool. But like the feeling of playing Grand Theft Auto is the same. But what was funny about it playing it in first person is that it even though they obviously had to add a lot of work and create a lot of new assets and do a bunch of design work in order to make the game work in first person, it's still just inevitably it one, it's a couple years old at this point. Two stuff in first person just needs to be higher detail than stuff in third person because you're closer to everything. It's just how it is. And so this game is, is not at the same level of graphical detail that a, you know, high fidelity modern first person shooter would be. And so there's a very specific feeling that I got being in first person playing this game, which also, and it's got to just look like the way a video game looks when a character on a TV show plays a video game that they made for the that's TV That's exactly show. what it feels like. <laughs> oh, okay, the thing that it felt like to me was just playing a game from like one or two generations ago. Okay. Which huh. was also, the which is kind of, the, those things have definitely overlap on the Venn diagram. Those two those two experiences. On that Star Wars character, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Um, <laughs> the, this, the feeling of, the reason, part of the other reason it felt for me like playing a kind of somewhat dated game is because you're dropped into this scenario that's just i mean again this is not surprising it being grand theft auto but uh hold on chris actually before we get too far into this can i ask you a couple questions really quick um what 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 video card are you using um what (laughs) level of anisotropic filtering do you have on do you have v-sync like i mean because we got an like it's a pc game so maybe 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 it's your fault it's probably mainly my fault maybe it's your problem that it looks old and maybe the game is the best it's ever looked 
Pro- I mean, Everything about probably that? true. It's probably Did you have true. an experience at at least 60 frames a second consistently? I if thought not, you were going to ask if I experienced it the way it's meant to be played. <laughs> Did you experience it the way it's meant to be played? Did you notice really, a really bank at the high. beginning that told you that you were playing it the way it's meant to be played? Um, well, that plays whether or not you are because they paid for that. <laughs> anyway, so I th- one of the other reasons that I, I had this sensation filtering? while playing the game <laughs> I'm just going to ignore you was because um, the thing you're doing in the beginning is just marching through corridors and then like going outdoors and hiding behind cars and just murdering all the cops, just like killing all the police officers. And in a way that it's like feels almost anachronistic now. I mean, it's not because there are still games that are like that, obviously, but it, to me, it feels like, especially combined with just what it looks like, you know, taking a third person game and being in first person. And it was just, a, it was, I, I almost kind of felt like, a mom watching it being played or I'm just like, is this just what you do in this game? You just march from like cover point to cover point, just shooting cops really easily because there's nothing hard about it. Like you're just, you know, it's not as though I wonder if that's easier in first person. Cause I am so bad at shooting in GTA, even though it has auto. aim. Yeah, maybe that could, that could be the case. I don't know, but there, but there's definitely in, there's not, it's not like playing a, because in PC, uh, it's more about precision and like sort of mastery. <laughs> oh mastery with the master race, right? Yeah. Um, oh, the Batman. The Batman. Of you know, like games. if you're making a first-person shooter these days, generally there's some like I don't know. Either it's incredibly, incredibly, incredibly directed, you know, like a, a Call of Duty game, and it's this like really focused Michael Bay experience, or it's got some like crazy cover system, or it's got powers, or it's got like weird guns or something. Like there's always, there's like something, but this is just like you have a gun and you shoot cops and you point it at them and they die and you just go through the mission, like <laughs> cover point to cover point to cover point, just shooting cops until they die. And there's not really any like sense of tension or, um, it's a tutorial. Yeah, I know it's a tutorial, but it's, but yeah. the tutorial is like, here's how to do this. Kill a million cops. It just yeah. felt like a really weird way yeah. to start. You know, like it's usually it's GTA tutorial. I mean, this, it's this not the, petty this crime. The end of Scarface, right? But it's like that's you the, succeed that's perfectly, how they it, and it's the very what first the, thing <laughs> yeah. in well, the game. I'm sure that was deliberate in the structure of this game because GTA yeah. 4 opens with just drive your friend across town and then go to your shitty apartment. Yeah, which yeah. So GTA actually, 5 is like the last big heist they did before it slows down at the beginning of the real game. Right. Yeah. Also, right? man, that, 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 that intro of GTA 4 is so awesome. I rewatched that again after playing this this part of GTA five, um, uh, because to make sure that you weren't insane. No. Cause I, because I was just, I was just talking to Sarah about it. I'm just like, Oh yeah, they're really good at like, you know, putting text over the screen in a stylish way and like using music really well. And you know, doing like, they're just one of the things, like there's things in GTA that are not done super well, but there are some things that are done really, really, really well. And that's one of them. Um, and the usage of music and like part partially, I wanted to show her because like Sarah's lived in, she lived in Russia for a year and like speaks, Russian and so they you know they're what Serbian I guess I think and, they are, yeah. and they're li- they listen to like a Russian pop song in the car and I'm like oh that would be a fun thing and it was so fun to just like watch it's like a, such a cool like well put together intro and it just and I I was just so much less taken by this just like cold open just kind of march through killing cops. Russian in that whole sequence was very odd. Anyway, it doesn't matter. This is a pointless thing to pick apart. I, don't, I like. I don't even know why I'm 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 doing so because I'm sure the game is like really cool and has a lot of cool stuff. But um, I don't know. But uh, it was just an odd experience. It was just not what I expected when I sat down and like 
downloaded it from Steam and opened it up, I just felt differently about it than I kind of thought I was going to. I have been streaming it a bit with my girlfriend, who is mm-hmm. much better than I am at almost all games, but she uh, she's a particularly horrifically bad driver in games. Like, she mm, will be yeah. constantly just driving into the wrong, into traffic. Driving in, driving in first person is, is weird. It's super weird, isn't it, in yeah. this game? Yeah. Um, it was funny, though, and I will just relay this very quick little story, I guess. Mm-hmm. Uh, she was playing it last night. We were streaming it till late last night, and apparently she kept the game on for, like, 12 hours or oh, more. Oh, it was running that cat betting in the background the whole time. <laughs> yeah, that's what was going on. Because um, I, t- I turned the game, I turned the PS4 on again today to play more Bloodborne. I've been playing a ton of, but we've already talked that to death. To death and rebirth and back and so on and so mm-hmm. forth. Uh, when I turned the game on, we found out that, like, Grand Theft Auto V had been running for, right. got 16 hours or whatever it Your was. Your character had aged 12 hours. Well, it was super <laughs> weird because I put it on mm-hmm. and the camera, it was in first person mode, but yeah. the camera was just sort of like going to wherever Franklin, I think Franklin is the first character, wherever his hot, his eyes would be going. So it's on the Santa Monica Pier or whatever's oh, supposed so the, to be the Santa Monica Pier and he's just like checking out all the women around. Oh, so the, the camera of the game. It's a first person idol? It is, oh it is. God, really the third person it's cameras kind of I think in recent, in recent GTA games, if you leave them for long enough, they'll just try and find a nice looking oh, shot. Man. Like I know the Brutal Legend yeah. camera did that as well, which I thought was really cool. It would always try to compose like a sick album yeah. cover. But was, but so it's good that if you leave if you leave GTA cool. characters yeah. alone, they'll just they, start checking they check out, out ladies. The women basically, and it's the <laughs> pier, so there's all these women walking around in bathing suits. And it wasn't super gross. Like this didn't take me back. Like oh, this is a sexist piece of shit. There are sexist shitty things You're in this game. You're playing as a bag. Like right, there's, yeah. There, I mean, there's shitty thing. I'm actually more upset in this game about like the transphobic jokes and stuff like that. But like in this context, he's just kind of like looking at the girls on the beach, and I actually was so amused by this. I was just like, well, that, I guess that is what he would do. Like he would probably. He wasn't, like, ogling them and being like, hey, baby. It was just like, oh, good-looking girl. And, like, would turn the head, kind right. of, and, like, follow her. And then kind of go back to, like, looking around a little bit. And then would find, like, the next good-looking girl. And I was kind of like, I could watch this for an hour. This is just kind of fascinating how it's, like, this little world simulation. But it's also, like, checking out girls on the beach. Man, so. someone <laughs> put that into the game after, like, a day of work. Or, like, Probably. Yeah. Like, three hours after hours if they had the system already in. It was just like, guys, check it out. <laughs> Check this shit out. No, hold on. Wait, wait, wait. There she wait. is. Okay, there it goes. Girl in the red dress. Yeah, basically. I mean, or that was, or or the sad reality that was in a feature list from the design department and production was hounding this guy for months right. and like someone quit over it. Like that's the other. <laughs> that's, that's the other. That's side. The sad side. Yes, the other. Yeah. That yeah. feature went in one of two ways. Mm-hmm. Reluctantly and with much pain, or someone was inspired in the middle of the night and made an awesome thing. Yeah. I, I kind of dug this little weird. Picture. No, that's great. One thing I have to point out about my experience with this game, because I know I am the shitty fucking lord of not playing enough of a game before I talk about it. So I'm sorry. <laughs> the reason that I have it is I had one, I had one, I finally found like one night where I'm like, okay, this is the night I can play a video game. And I, the night before I had a download over, overnight, um, so that I, cause it was like 50 gigabytes or 65 gigabytes or something like, holy shit. Um, and I loaded up and I played it and I like played through the mission and I'm like, okay, like whatever. It's kind of weird. I think it's not the most exciting mission ever, but like I'm excited to play this game. Uh, and then the, the power went out in my apartment oh, because we like tripped a fuse. Oh uh, man. Yeah. Because we have old San Francisco wiring oh, from your 19-0. apartment couldn't handle the, uh, your PC. Zero. It must be pretty cool if it was drawing that much power. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> what kind of PSU you got in there? 
You must, you're not plugged into UPS. No battery backup? Interesting. No, it's true. I'm not. I'm I have three redundant battery backups. <laughs> I have one for each display. Uh, anyway. Good stuff. Yeah. I have played one another One for the heater game, on my toilet seat. Oh, yeah. What? On your Japanese toilet seat? Yeah, my Japanese toilet also, seat. Is that also your chair? <laughs> yeah, I live in a Quake 3 ad like all true gamers do. <laughs> I live in a Quake 3 But I have since updated it to have a Japanese heated and spraying toilet seat. Oh, perfect. Clearly, I'm a grown man. It was getting gross. <laughs> I don't have time for that. Yeah. <laughs> I don't have time to wipe. I don't have time to clean the underside of my body. <laughs> but I'm Press immersed button. in a first-person I mean, world. Now. Huh? You do now. You get all the time in the world to do that. I do. I mean, it's just happening all the time, it sounds like. Oh, that's true. Yeah, yeah. I, yeah. Correct. I've also played Mortal Kombat X, but I think I'll save that for next week, perhaps. Cool. If we want to go to reader mail. Sure. Mortal Kombat X. Yeah. All right, let's it's talk a hell about, of a game. Let's talk about that next week. Yeah, I think that's a good idea. You can talk about how many like necks get ripped out. Yeah. Try to go on Usenet and find all the cheat moves to Mortal Kombat X, including ones that don't exist, and then try to convince us that they're in the game, like I, I did with I someone in might. junior high. And then I'll <laughs> I'll show you GIF proof of all of them that I made myself because oh, wow. okay. I'm a talented artisan. That sounds good to me. Mortal Kombat artisan, Cardison. <laughs> Kill me now. All right. So Tom Simonson writes fatality, fatality, fatality. <laughs> <laughs> Friendship. Friendship. <laughs> Hi, Thumbs. Friendship. I'm writing with respect to your discussion of Drop 7 and its Num 3 years related origin story. Yes. I've seen ep- every episode of Numbers, Don't Judge Me, including the show that featured Drop 7, known on the show as Chain Factor. Your discussion made the episode sound much more interesting than I remembered it to be. <laughs> a quick trip to Netflix explained why. Chain Factor is mentioned on the show, but has less than a minute of screen time. It was clumsily wedged in to allow for the marketing tie-in. This is a shame, because the episode would have been much better with Chain Factor at its center. The fictional game that dominated the episode was called Primacy, and it was clearly crafted to be recognizable to anyone who has ever played more than 15 minutes of an RPG. Extrapolating from the game footage in the TV show, Primacy had World of Warcraft-style avatars, combat mechanics on the level of Double Dragon 2, and it took place in an environment that appears to be lifted from Grand Theft Auto. The game had the benefit of producing a lot of gamer babble that needed to be translated into English throughout the episode. <laughs> when asked what Primacy is, one of the players actually says... It's a PvP MMORPG with an integrated ARG. Oh my god. <laughs> so they were, playing, they were playing the GTA 5 PC port. Yeah. That's what they were. I don't have a point to make about this. I just thought it would fit in nicely with the video game esoterica I've come to expect from Idle Thumbs. Love the cast, Tom Simonson. This, is, this reminds me of that episode of like fucking, I don't know, CSI or something. I have no idea what show it was. Um, Life, maybe? I Maybe it was called Life about... Uh, the the person who plays Prince of Persia and like unlocks oh god the I remember that inside of it and it's did you do did you see did you I, see I definitely oh. saw that yeah, yeah this is like what? like they've hidden the secret to the murder inside of this video game I can't remember what, what the hell the premise was the it doesn't is matter is light wow what what <laughs> <laughs> oh my god or whatever that fuck you. <laughs> 
Oh. It's not me. It's not do, you, do you remember that well enough to explain what you're referencing? No, I don't at all. I remember there was that oh and there was God. that bootleg. There was that Babies, and was... also an Ubisoft game, I think. Yeah, oh but God, there was, all, there was right. also that bootleg game that someone bought that said, fuck you at the beginning of it. It's always the light one is my favorite, though, because yeah. it's so outrageous. There was uh, an, an Imagine Babies game where, the, where a baby makes just like a baby Google Goo Goo sound, but like someone got it into their head that it was saying, Islam is the light. And <laughs> The, the murderer left a clue. You are Mr. Gay. <laughs> if we connect all the stars on the Mario Galaxy box art, just bought my kid this Wii. Um, so the thing that happened in the in this Prince of Persia thing on this show was that someone had to like play Prince of Persia, and they filmed it with like. The way they do, right? Where the camera's going in and out and cutting constantly and everyone's right. like sweating and biting their nails. And they played just like Middle Eastern music scoring yeah. the whole episode on top of this. And finally, like the person playing the game gets to – she gets to just like the end of the level or something. And they added like level complete text yep. on top of the game that pops out and is like level achieved or whatever. And, and of course, he was end. making shitty jokes the whole time, too. Yeah, like, and yeah, yeah. He cracks his knuckles. He's like, I'm a nerd. I think it was a woman. Well, the on that show, okay, I know a little too much about this because... Well, what was the name of the show, then? Oh, God, I think it was Life. It was Sarah Shahi was the actress who plays, uh-huh. like, the main cop in that show. And the only reason I knew about this is because I worked at a lesbian entertainment website for, like, nine years. And anything, any actress who had ever been in the L word was like mm. put on the site and she was a big star in the L word. So like her new show life has this scene in it. So I had to watch it many times, but right. yeah, it's like, she's the main cop, but I think they have a male coworker who's their quote, like nerd expert who played mm. the game, but she had to look up the, like oh. the text or the secrets or whatever it was that it meant, but they got their nerd to like come up from the lab or whatever to play the, it was so ridiculous. Yep. Anyway, anyway. They, they beat the they beat the game and the the world in the game like slides open to reveal like code behind the it. secret That's code really of the killer. Incredible. Yeah, awesome. It's That's so amazing. Bad. Yeah. Anyway, uh, what were we talking about? Oh, this guy wrote an email about uh, drop chain, seven. chain factor yeah. and drop yeah. seven. Yeah, I'm not surprised that what they did was just have it be. Yeah, no, I'm sure, I'm sure um, on Designer Notes podcast, when Frank Lines told the story, it was more skewed towards the contents that was in the ARG and not in the episode and stuff. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, Nico Dio writes, Dear Idle Thumbs, I was surprised to hear how confused everyone was during Danielle's Splatoon discussion last <laughs> week. Splatoon is a game I've been keeping up on for a while now. Splatoon? Since it was shown at E3. Mostly because I'm a returning Nintendo player and it seemed like there would finally be a competitive multiplayer game fun for me to play. I'm not a competitive person by choice, and I've avoided PvP or FPS types games for a while because they often get way too violent or too stressful with the amount of trash talk and need for skill. Both single-player and multiplayer Splatoon looks really cute and fun and seems to be Nintendo's entrance into getting kids into a competitive game for the first time. The ink mechanics, using your colors to effectively block another team's progression, adds boost to your team. Seems really fun, and yes, some of it is reminiscent of Jack Ryan Radio. It also boasts a pretty good character creation set that includes quite a few skin tones as well as cute squid colors to add to your head tentacles. What really hooked me is that playing the game allows you to spend points, I believe, on a shop where you can upgrade your cute clothes that provide both a fashion and also a playstyle advantage, whether you're a player who wants to do support and help out your teammates or someone who wants to do awesome damage. Uh, with things like Splatoon, Overwatch, and the like coming out, I feel like there are finally more easy-to-learn and fun multiplayer games geared towards a less masculine and violent audience, and that's less masculine, masculine or violent audience, and that makes me happy. 
If you have any other suggestions for readers who are scared of multiplayer PvP games like I am, I'll, I'll be glad to hear them. Keep up the good work, and it's always a great show. Apple Cider from the forums. Oh, Apple Cider. She's mm-hmm. awesome. She has a podcast that's really good, too. Oh, yeah, the Justice Points podcast. Yeah, Justice Points podcast. Um, yeah, I I really, really like Splatoon, and I think it's pretty great for all the reasons in that email and that I said last week. <clears throat> um, I'm trying to think of good... I personally almost never get into PvP. Like, shooters... I got super into Bioshock 2, and I think it's about the only shooter i've ever played online competitively if you want a you competitive know, kind of nintendo oh, game. wow what an interesting game to get into competitively i know wait 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 i just i just <laughs> listened over it's like oh yeah bioshock that's a video game oh you can play that on the what yeah no i got Bio super into it at the time i mean in huh. 2010 it was made it by a different out. developer it was made yeah. by uh vicarious visions I think? No, no it was made by digital extremes that's yeah there you was. go those guys Vic- yeah. why did i think it was vicarious because vicarious visions and digital extremes are interchangeable names or extreme like early 90s sounding um, Nintendo. I don't know if uh, when you're talking about multiplayer competitive Nintendo games, you're only talking about online. But if you want a good multiplayer Nintendo game that is not about beating each other up, please play a Pikmin game. Hell oh, yeah. yes. The multiplayer in Pikmin Two is especially great. But mm-hmm. I've heard from many people that the multiplayer in Pikmin Three is good too, especially if you don't know what you're missing out on in Pikmin Two's multiplayer. This is true. Mm-hmm. And I hope that last week our response to Splatoon was not sounding like it was... I think the surprise was that it was a first-party Nintendo game. Sure. Be, especially for its aesthetic reasons, but also mechanical. Because you just I just don't think of Nintendo making this sort of stuff, except in Smash Brothers. Like, I don't yeah. think of Nintendo making head-to-head multiplayer stuff, obviously, except the Pikmin multiplayer stuff. Yeah, I mean, it's super... I mean, well, Smash, obviously, but that's... That's but its usually, own weird universe. Usually the know? most the most multiplayer you think of is either Mario Kart or more recently Mario, Luigi, Toad, and Princess Peach all bouncing off each other's yeah, heads totally, in totally. New Super Mario Brothers. And you don't think of like shooters. M- yeah, multi-mechanic <laughs> arena like competitive anything coming out of Nintendo and especially yeah. it having its own completely unique aesthetic to itself because Nintendo really likes their house style with the exception like we started talking about of like pikmin or chibi robo or just like animal crossing yeah weird outliers even animal crossing kind of blends in with a lot of their other stuff more than i mean it does also because they threw all the little mario paint like i mean i just mean like if mario and princess peach showed up in animal crossing and you took all the character art out you could see that it feels one step away the way that like yoshi's like epic yarn or something in that way yeah whereas like I mean, there's a lot of their stuff is cute, but like it's yeah, I don't know. It's just Splatoon is just so different looking. Splatoon is mm-hmm. cute in a totally Nintendo. different way. It's totally true. But I'm I'm excited that it exists. I'm glad that it exists. I want Nintendo to just make more things. It's that also are, that are different. I, I mean, this is but the, our games. But our games. I want them to make more things that are different in our games. This probably sounds like a, a, a not cheesy, weird hardware, not weird yeah. hardware, a Stop. cheesy cop out. But it's Splatoon isn't necessarily the kind of game that it explains all that well. I know this sounds like great radio, and like I'm giving myself such a pass for probably not explaining it super well. But it really is sort of something that seeing it really does help with the whole flavor of what's going on there. Because saying like, oh, it's sort of a squad based shooter with a lot of weird traversal stuff doesn't. You know that that what the hell does that mean? But like seeing it and kind of getting your hands on it, it uh, it feels good. Cool. It just feels good. Just all right. Oh, also, we we were chided repeatedly for not calling it squid-based multiplayer. That's right. True. Yeah. So yeah. sorry, everyone. Yeah, There's true. so many little cute puns in the game itself. All it's right. It's called Splatoon. So <laughs> an anonymous reader writes, uh, "Fuck fir- you." <laughs> 
fairly recently, within the last month, TF2 economy has actually crashed or undergone drastic upheaval. Earbuds are no longer the gold standard of currency, and prices have dropped heavily. Formal currency is now only accepted in metal, keys, or real dollars. Once this, So then he links to two Steam guides. He says, this Steam guide that was published before the crash details most of the factors that caused the crash. And this guide serves as a counter-argument that only buds crashed and that the market will stabilize. Only buds crashed. <laughs> oh, no. Keys have, have risen in price heavily. Originally, they were priced at 255, 255 reti- refined metal for one key. But over the five years or so, they've risen to the current price of 17 refined metal for one key. This is not because the value of keys have risen, but because the price of refined metal has been continuously decreasing. Refined metal can be obtained simply by playing the game, so the amount of metal in circulation is constantly increasing. Since keys are tethered to an in-store price of 249 they serve as a tethered currency. Buds, although limited in number, are not tethered to a fixed price and fluctuate with the price of keys. When keys rose in value, buds fell in value. At their highest, they are worth 28 keys, currently 5.5. When buds started following in value to a large extent, people started panic selling and cashing out. The panic to sell quickly before buds were no longer worth a their buds current panic. value caused oh, no. bud prices to fall even faster. As, In the year 2015. As, un- <laughs> as unusual buds hats were, were traditionally measured in buds, this caused the value of unusual hats to also fall oh, up no. to 50%. As unusual traders and hat barons are acutely aware of the real-world value of their hats, they effectively avoided losing most of the real-world value by changing their asking price to keys. This instability in pricing caused the largest TF2 trading site to officially stop listing prices in buds. As of the present, the economy, while not as strong as before, has become relatively stable. Buds are out and keys are in. Oh. This is one of the most amazing emails. Headline. Yes. (laughs) Every email that we ever get. Bokey. That is a classic economic Ah! slogan. Every email that we ever get about the TF2 economy and the Valve economy is insane. I know. Yeah. Thank and you, I Ron imagine Ron the reason that, that the economy good. spiraled is yeah. because that guy the left guy to go to Greece. Yeah. yeah, that's what it is. <laughs> it's all connected. Yeah, that's what it is. That's why they had to force him out. They're like, look what happened when we, <laughs> you've we ruined got it. We the have game. To, we have to stabilize yeah. the TF2 economy. We need to prepare for these. This key get this shortage. guy out of here. <laughs> he came to Greece with three <laughs> container ships full of earbuds, <laughs> and then they realized what that meant in the long term. Because he was like, look at this bud-based economy that I've been running over here, and now they're like, buds have crashed. <laughs> That's what, how he was getting. Bring in the keys guy. <laughs> we should have hired the keys guy. We're the, unu- we're the unusual oh hat brokers. The unusual hat baron. It's just a doctor. Hopefully, this guy. Hopefully, really Greece's is. finance minister, the new one, is the unusual hat baron. <laughs> <laughs> By which I mean Johnny Depp is the new finance yes. minister. Yes, he is. Well, he needs a new job. So no, he's in that movie where he wears weird contacts and a bald cap now. Another one. Yeah. Oh, he looks like he's acting in that one a little bit, though. Oh, really? But he's got weird eyes and that weird oh, head. Johnny. Um, this is the last email. It's short. Did you get this person? Uh, this is Jerry Salinas who writes, Hi, Thumbs. Please enjoy Hi, this robot that has worn us a backpack and feeds you tomatoes while you're running. What? Have you guys seen this? No. Feeds you tomatoes a, yeah, while you're I, running? Yeah, I've seen this. This is, this is a robot that, like... <laughs> That, here, Nick, watch this. This is a robot that you just, that just like you wear on a backpack, and it, it like has an arm that takes a tomato <laughs> and puts it in your mouth, and you eat the tomato what? as you run. Hold on, let me see this. Let me see this tomato bot. You gotta, you gotta yeah. see that. I, I, I haven't. Okay, I, I'm going so to some, see it. So some some robots are more malicious than others. <laughs> 
just have to say, as a runner, a well, tornado is not well, where I go. No, no, no. That being said, it never stops. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's just it never I stops. Just, and it, eventually, the, it's just a racquetball that's stuck in your mouth. It's, and then its hand stays there forcibly. Why did they pick a tomato? Why is the robot itself a giant the robot tomato? Is a tomato. <laughs> He's saying, "Eat parts of me." Eat me while you run. My children. <laughs> oh, my God. I saw this thing about a spider, a female spider. Oh, my when God. She, yeah. Oh, my like, God. The, the stepping thing? The, no, no, not that. This is oh. way grosser than that. So oh. this is a ro- this Good. is a spider. I said robot, which is terrifying that I thought this. Um, <laughs> this is a spider that when she gives birth, her children all eat her together. Uh, yeah. That sounds she, like a spider she move. She gives herself up to be consumed by her children, and they eat everything except for her heart. Ew, no. Yeah. Why don't they eat the heart? Oh. This is what I need to know. That's where the soul is, Danielle. Oh, so they don't eat her soul. They just eat all the bones. But they eat her eyes. They definitely eat the bones. They eat the bones first. Yeah. Wait, do spiders have bones? On the outside. They have an exoskeleton. Yeah, they've got those. Right? Well, otherwise they don't have bones. Otherwise they're just a blob. They're just, they don't have no They're a blob after the fucking kids get done with them. Yeah, it's true. Is it really a skeleton or is it like a chitinous shell? I don't know. Send your mom some chocolate. I don't know. Send your mom some berries and flowers. Don't eat your mom. Your mom would sacrifice a lot for you. Probably not that much, but still, get her some flowers and some chocolates. That's right. Moms deserve the best. Go, mom. I love you, Mom. Thanks for listening. Thanks, Mom. You can find our website at idlethumbs.net slash idlethumbs because we're idiots. <laughs> That's right. Write us on iTunes. <laughs> Watch us on Twitch, twitch.tv slash oh, yeah. idlethumbs, where I'll actually be streaming more often. You will play that weird wrestling game. I probably will. It. Also, really do narrated. check out Wizard Jam. Go yeah. to itch.io slash jam slash wizard dash jam. And yes. Enjoy that, or just search in Google for Wizard Jam Idle Thumbs Game Jam Itchio, and it'll take you there. Hooray! Bye. Thanks, Wizard everybody. Jam. Check out Wizard Jam. Go to itch.io slash jam slash wizard dash jam slash jam slash wizard dash jam. Slash jam slash wizard dash jam wizard jam slash wizard dash jam jam slash wizard dash jam wizard jam wizard jam and enjoy that or just search in Google for wizard jam idle thumbs game jam itchio game jam wizard jam idle thumbs itchio wizard jam itchio wizard jam idle thumbs game jam idle thumbs game jam wizard jam itchio and it'll take you there.